Hello, Real Life family and friends. Pastor Tim with you again today, and we've been doing a series on living by faith. And uh, today I have a very special guest and super excited uh, that he is here with us in the United States, a friend of mine from India, who uh, his name is Banu Thampi. Many of you know him, and uh, we've been a part of his uh, ministry for a long time, but we're so excited to have him share today. And this is one of the guys that knows how to live by faith. But in this message, you're going to hear how amazingly blessed and favored we are. So lean in and I welcome my buddy here, Benu Thampi. Hello, Real Life Church. I believe you're all doing well. Uh, what a great joy, what a great privilege for me to come and be a part of uh, your service. And uh, a great joy for me to come and bring God's word to you. And uh, I want to bring you greetings all the way from Calcutta in India. That's where we are based. And uh, I've been in Calcutta for about 16 years. And uh, my wife Dina and we've got three kids. So we are all based uh, there together. And we've been serving God based out of the city of Calcutta, city of about 18 million people. And uh, over the last 16 years, we've been able to see the hand of God working in miraculous ways and uh, just recipients of God's grace, God's favor, and God's blessing in our life. So today I want to share with you something that God has placed in my heart. And I truly believe it will be a great blessing for you, for your spiritual life, for your family, and for your future. Amen. So I've titled my message as Blessed and Highly Favored. Blessed and Highly Favored. You are blessed and you are highly favored by God. Uh, I want to read a portion of scripture, a few portions of scripture. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Bible says here that God has already blessed us. We are already blessed with every spiritual blessing. All the blessings of God, all spiritual blessings, we are already blessed, amen, in the heavenly places in Christ. I want to turn your attention to another verse from Luke chapter 1 and verse 28. This is where the angel comes to Mary and announces uh, that she was going to be uh, having um, Jesus conceived in her. So it's Luke 1 and verse 28. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Amen. And I believe this is symbolic of when Christ is being born in us, what happens to us. And uh, God's plan and God's design, God's desire is that we be blessed in every area of our life. And, you know, the Bible says that uh, we need to understand that we are already blessed. Amen. That we don't have to come to a place where we are looking for blessings. But we need to start and we need to begin from a point where we realize and we understand that we are already blessed by God. Amen. That's what the Bible says. But in this world, many times we equate blessings with material things, with external things. And in this first chapter of Ephesians that we just read, it lists about eight different amazing blessings that we have already received from God. These are blessings that money cannot buy. These cannot be attained with our own efforts. But these are blessings that can actually transform our life, transform your family, transform your business. It can transform your future. Amen. The true blessing of God is not just external. 
Amen? Well, it reflects on the external, but it's not just external and it is much more than material. Amen. So today I want to do a little bit of teaching. Amen. And then I want to go into some practical applications of how God's blessings can actually change our life, how it works in our life. Now, what is this true blessing? What is the blessing that the Bible talks about? You know, there's a lot of confusion around what a blessing is because a lot of people equate that just to having good things in life doing well in life externally but what is this true blessing that bible talks about now the true blessing is living a reconciled relationship with god with the presence of god in our life that is a true blessing true blessing is living a reconciled living in a reconciled relationship with god amen when you are living in a reconciled relationship with god that is the beginning of the greatest blessings in your life and to have the presence of God in our life. Paul says we carry this treasure, the presence of God in our life, in this earthen vessels. Amen. So being in a reconciled relationship with God and then to have the indwelling presence of God in our life. Well, when God created man in the Garden of Eden, they didn't have any material things. God didn't give them anything that is material. But they did not lack anything in their life. They were fully at peace. They were happy. They were joyful. There was no fear, there was no anxiety in their life. But it's after that they sinned, after they disobeyed God, they lost their peace. They lost their glory. And that's when the first time fear is mentioned in the Bible. When God comes back later that evening and then he calls out to man, where are you? And they say that, you know, and they were hiding and they say, we were afraid of you. We were scared of you. When we heard your voice in the garden of Eden. How did that fear come? Amen. Now, when God created man, in the beginning there was nothing material. God gave them. They were at peace. There was no fear. But it's after they sinned that fear came into their life. They lost their peace. Now, all the problems that we see in this world. You know, we are living in a world filled with all kinds of problems. There's a lot of anxiety in people thinking about how the world is and where the world is going, how to raise kids in this world, uh, how to live a righteous life in this world. There is so much of problems going on in this world, different kinds of problems on different types of levels across the globe. Amen. Now, all these problems that we see in the world, it is a result. The problems are a symptom. It is actually a result of our separation from God. Amen. That's what it is. The problems that we see in the world, everything, crime, corruption, um, hatred, greed, jealousy, all kinds of problems. It is actually a result of the fact that we got separated from God. You know, the spirit that God created in the image and likeness of God, where God had complete access and no other, that area got corrupted, that spirit that place, that sacred place where God had complete access, where nobody else had access, where there was no other thoughts, where the mind was just thinking the thoughts of God. That is the place that actually got corrupted. And through their disobedience, Adam and Eve gave access to the devil, to that holy space, to that sacred space. They gave access to the enemy. And the glory of God departed from them 
and they were cast out of the garden. Now, they lost their place in the garden because they gave that sacred space to the enemy. Because God had to deal with the tree of life that was also in the garden. It was not because God was casting them out. It was not God was rejecting them, but God in his righteousness, in his justice, he had to get them out of the garden because we had given access to that very special place where God had kept, where only God is supposed to have access to. We made that corrupted. We gave access to the enemy. Now, the result of that internal and spiritual corruption began to be reflected in the physical as days went by. Now, that's where it started. Corruption started, curse started, problem started on the inside. That's where it began. Now, it began to be manifested in the days to come on the outside. We see that if you read, if you know the story of Adam and Eve and their generations, you see how uh, their two sons, uh, they, uh, Cain didn't like Abel and he eventually murdered him. So you see the result of uh, uh, the internal corruption that happens in the generations. Now the book of James says in James chapter 1 and verse 15. I'm going to give you a few Bible verses today in the initial part. Yeah. Uh, James chapter 1 and verse 15 says that when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Now, something happens on the inside. You know, the process of corruption actually begins with thoughts. It actually begins on the inside. Now, it is not visible to people who are outside. People don't see what is going on on the inside of people. It could be just starting with a thought. Then it can become a, a, a more of a stronger thought and it can become a stronghold in your life. And if you keep that going, that kind of a lifestyle going, soon you will give birth to something. Soon things will be manifested on the outside. That is when people begin to realize, wow, there is something going on on the inside. You know, now it is manifested, but you know, maybe in the last many months or years, maybe they were battling with issues. Maybe the person was going through issues and finally it is manifested. So it begins on the inside. Corruption begins on the inside. Curse begins on the inside. Uh, all forms of negative stuff and works of darkness, first it begins on the inside. And the manifestation is brought on the outside over a period of time. And you see that, that pattern happening, you know, in people's lives, uh, in families, in communities, in nations. You know, when a nation forsakes God, it's only a matter of time when things begin, good things begin to leave them. And, uh, and it's also the same of the opposite. Now I want to come to the other side. I want to come to the good news. Now the good news is that through Jesus, we have been provided with the greatest opportunity to come back into that reconciled relationship with God. Now, that is what God has done through history of choosing uh, Abraham and then through him a nation and through Moses, the law, the children of Israel, the 12 tribes. And through that, he preserved a thin line for Jesus Christ to be born. And he was going to be the light to the Gentiles. He was going to be the bridge that is going to connect God's covenant promises from the beginning to the whole world for all of humanity. Now that's a good news that now everybody has an opportunity to come back to God. We can have access to God through Jesus Christ. And it is only through faith in Jesus Christ that we can come back to that access. Now I'm going to give you a few Bible verses here. Um, Romans chapter 4 verse 25 says, Jesus was delivered up because of our offenses 
and was raised because of our justification. Now, it is for us, for because of our sins, our offenses, Jesus was delivered up. And now it says, now Jesus was raised for our justification. Justification means to have a right standing before God, to be righteous before God. So now Jesus was raised from the dead so that we can have that right standing before God. Amen. So Bible makes it very clear that we can have this way back to come back to God, even though if we have lost our uh, relationship with God, if we had lost our peace with God, now through Jesus Christ, we have a way to come back and still be blessed. Amen. Now, when you are in the opposite direction, when you allow the enemy access into your life, over a period of time, what happens is that your life will be filled with darkness and there is so much effect of curses in your life. Bible says that, you know, when you do not obey the word of God, when you go against God's word, it gives you uh, you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy in ways that there are so many curses on your life and things don't work out, families don't work out, future doesn't work out. Now, even if we are part of that darkness and that curse, now when you believe in Jesus, the good news is that that curse goes, the curse is broken, the darkness is gone and then we have access to the blessings of God in our life. Amen. Now, Jesus was delivered up because of our offenses and he was raised for our justification. Now, let's read a few verses here. Now, the next verse that's in Romans 5 verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, we are justified by faith. Now, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. Amen. We live in peace with God, not in conflict with God. Through whom we also have access by faith. Now we have access to God. We have access to many things. It's Here it says we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We have access into the presence of God. We have access into this grace. We have access into all the promises of God. All the riches of God. Amen. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And rejoice in hope of glory of God. So the hope of the glory of God that is going to be revealed. So that is what actually makes us to rejoice. Amen. Even though we go through troubles and tribulations, sickness, problems, uh, all kinds of problems in this world, we rejoice because we know this is a temporary time. Amen. God has already promised that he is going to give us a greater hope and a greater, greater glory that is going to be revealed in the days to come. Amen. Now, when we continue to read on in that same chapter, verses 9, chapter 5, verse 9 through to 11, it says, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen. That's good news. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. There's a comparison. If we are enemies, if God still loved you, then how much more now after you are reconciled, amen, that uh, we shall be saved. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Now, this is what I was trying to say. Adam and Eve sinned, man, mankind fell, and uh, everything was lost. But now, through Jesus, we have reconciliation. We have peace with God. Amen. That's the good news. Now, there is a comparison between Adam and Jesus, which is very important to understand. Many times, it's easy for us to believe that or because Adam fell, we have all fallen. And because of his sin, we are suffering. And there is no way out for us. We are still sinners. But the Bible actually says, now the second Adam has come. 
Amen. Just as through the first Adam sin, we all died. Through the second Adam, we have life. Amen. So uh, chapter 5 verses 15 through to 19. Amen. It says, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came to the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Man, that's good news. We need to believe that the second Adam, Jesus, because of him, we have access to life. We are justified by God. We are loved by God. God is in good terms with us. We have come back to that same place where God had placed Adam. Maybe even a better place because we don't just walk with God. The Spirit of God actually dwells inside of us. So we are in good terms with God. Amen. Now, that is what blessing is all about. The true blessing is to come to a reconciled relationship with God and to have the indwelling presence of God dwell in us. Amen. That is when we are blessed. That's why Bible says, you know, you're already blessed with all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Amen. Now we need to realize that now in the same way as all forms of evil and curse is a result of separation from God, all forms of blessing and good works are a result of having a reconciled relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now if bad things happened or if all forms of evil and corruption um, and poverty and uh, uh, breakup of families, all these things happen as a result of the fall. Now good things, the opposite can actually happen when you come back to a reconciled relationship with God, when you're not separated from God. Amen. So that is the beginning of your blessing. You may not see it immediately, but when you come back to that relationship with God and live in close proximity and have the presence of God in our life, it's only a matter of time that you begin to see great change in your life. Your life will be blessed. Every area of your life, your personal life, things that you are battling personally, you will begin to feel that you are having victory over it, that you are able to uh, come above it. Amen. That you are able to overcome that. Your family, your life, your business, every area of your life will be blessed. Why? Because now we are coming back into that relationship with God. Amen. Because when God is part of our life, your life will be blessed. Bible says goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You don't have to go after it. You don't have to run after it. It will follow you. When? When you follow God. Amen. When God is your shepherd. When you go after him, good things come after you. It's not coming after you. It's coming after the presence of God that is in you. Amen. It's the presence of God that attracts. Obed Edom. You know, he had the ark of God kept in his household. And within three months, Bible says he was so blessed. And David got jealous. The king got jealous of how blessed Obed Edom became. Why? Because 
the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God was in that place. It's God's presence that attracts blessing into our life. Amen. Isaac was blessed by God. And the Amalekites, they were jealous of the blessings and they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, um, put all his wells, fill it with mud and cover, cover the well so that he won't have water for his animals. And they did that. It was a place where there was no water. It's very hard to find water. So if you get uh, water in a well, that's great news. That's your, uh, you know, it's a great resource for you. That is your future. That is how you're blessed. Now, when they closed up his well, they knew that that area doesn't have water. So they knew Isaac was going to be in trouble. They wanted him to lose his business. They wanted him to become poor. You know, they wanted him to leave that place and run away. You know, they were trying to get rid of him and they were jealous of him and they were trying to ruin his life. But Isaac went somewhere else and he dug another well and he found water. And they closed that well again. He dug a well somewhere else and he found water again. What does that say? That the blessing is not in the well. The blessing is on Isaac. Amen. So when God blesses somebody, whatever they do will also be blessed. Amen. See, God doesn't bless your car. God doesn't bless your house. God doesn't bless your business. God blesses you. Amen. When you are blessed, whatever you do will be blessed. Amen. That's how it works. God doesn't bless material things because God is a spirit. And he gives you spiritual blessings and he connects with your spirit. That's how God works. So that is why we as believers, we as people who know God, we need to make sure that our spirit is in a great place, that we are constantly in touch with God. Amen. Even if you don't know everything, even if you are not highly educated, even if you don't know all forms of knowledge, but if you know God, if you're connected with God, God will begin to bless your life. Amen. God will rebuke the devourer from your life. Now in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through to 10, I'm going to read a few more verses because I know that just hearing God's word will do something in our life. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through to 10 talks about this. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sense of disobedience, among whom you also, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. By grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. Listen to this. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Now that is a true blessing that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Amen. Now when God is part of your life, good things will come out of your life. He has created you for good works. He has created you to be a blessing. He has created you to be a blessing to other people. Amen. You are already blessed. You are highly favored. You got the favor of God on your life because you live in a reconciled relationship with God. The heavenly father, the creator of the whole universe is part of your life. Amen. That is a true blessing. 
And we need to realize that, that the blessing is not something out external that we need to run after, that we need to lust after, but it is something internal that only God can give. And when you have that, other things will follow. And that is not just for the things that you want, but it is far greater than that. God will bless you according to the riches of His grace, according to what He has. Amen. When God opens a door, it's going to be a massive door. When God opens a way, it's going to be a great way. When God opens a door, it's a great door. Amen. Bible says you, can, you won't be able to contain it. Amen. So that is the benefit. That is a blessing of following God and having God as part of our life in every decision that we make. Amen. Now let me quickly give you three aspects of God's blessings in our life. Amen. Uh, in the next few minutes, I want to quickly give you three things that happens when we have this blessing, when God is part of our life. Amen. Firstly, number one, the blessing God gives will set us free. And that's so important. That is something that no doctor, no psychiatrist, no money, uh, no influence can do. You know, only God can set us free. I've seen that happen in my life. I've seen that happen in so many people's lives that that is so important for us to be set free from all forms of curses, all forms of sin, all kinds of bondages that are in our life that where we have given access to the enemy. Now you see in the life of Gideon that he was bound by fear, he was bound by rejection and he had a very low self-esteem. You know, when you read Judges chapter 6, you see that. You know, what God does on your inside, it may not be seen by people immediately because it doesn't manifest immediately. But over a period of time, people will realize that something was happening in your life. Amen. That's what happened in the life of Gideon. You know, God did something on the inside. Even though he was bound up by all these problems, when he had an encounter with God, God set him free. Even though he thought he couldn't do anything. Even though he thought that God had abandoned them. You know, he believed that nothing good will come from his life because he was the youngest in the family. His clan was the weakest in the whole of Israel, you know. But God did something on the inside of his life that day. And then later down in his life, we see how when the enemies, five different nations came against them, Gideon was the man God used. You know, a man who was full of fear at one stage. Now he's the courageous guy. You know, he's... As one man, just with 300 people, he's able to go against five nations and he's able to defeat them. See, what it says is that when God blesses your life, he sets you free from things that are binding you on the inside. That's what really stopping your progress. That's what allowing the enemy to come and steal, kill and destroy your life, your future, your family, all these things. You need to be set free on the inside. Amen. Bible talks about that a lot. Amen. Unless we are set free, God cannot bless us. Amen. So... If you are in a place where you need freedom, you need to ask God. You need to ask forgiveness from God. You need to repent before God. Say, Lord, I need you. I need an encounter with God. When you have that encounter, something will begin to shift on the inside. Amen. And in the days to come, you will see the blessing of God follow you with peace and joy. With all forms of goodness following you in all areas of your life. Now the second aspect, second area of God's blessing is the blessing of God will cause you to thrive even when you are going through tough times. Amen. See, when you go through tough times, we feel like, oh, God is not with me. God has forsaken me. But let me tell you, even when you are going through tough times, 
The presence of God will enable you to overcome, live an overcoming life, not to be affected by it, by the trouble you are going through, but to still have peace and to still be good and to still be a blessing to others, even when we are going through tough times. Amen. And that is such an important aspect. Now, when you look at the story of Joseph, he was thrown into the pit by his brothers, but the Bible says God was with him in the pit. Then he was sold as a slave. God was with him in this house of slavery in Potiphar's house. And then he was put in the prison. Bible says God was with him. Amen. Now, because God was with him in the house of slavery, even though he was a slave, Joseph never behaved like a slave. Isn't that interesting? That his title was a slave, but he never behaved like a slave. That's why he came and became the supervisor, the overseer, the caretaker of the whole property. Amen. Now, even though he was put in the prison, his title was a prisoner, but he never behaved like a prisoner. Many times when we go through tough times, we actually take on the, 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 the identity of the challenge that we go through and put it on ourselves. We say, I, I'm in debt or I'm a debtor or I'm going through troubles. I'm, I've got problems. You take on that identity. But when you have the presence of God in your life, you will not be defined by what you see on the outside, but you'll be defined by who lives on the inside. Amen. Amen. And that is where your blessing starts. Amen. Now, the third aspect of the blessing of God is that the blessing God gives has the potential to bring forth the destiny that is on your life. Amen. So, see, God doesn't give you material things, but he gives you spiritual blessings. He blessed Abraham and said, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you, you know, and all the families of the earth will be blessed by you. But what did God give Abraham? He didn't give him anything material. But he blessed him. When Lot took the better portion you know, of land, God said, I will be your reward. But what did God give him? God gave him something that man cannot see. It is something spiritual. Now that blessing had the potential to make him great. Amen. That's what made him great. He had the favor of God. Amen. Whatever he did just began to prosper. Things began to multiply. And he was a prosperous man. Amen. And David, God told David that I'm going to make you a king. He anointed him. But what did God give David? He didn't give him a palace. He didn't give him an army. He didn't give him lots of gold and silver. What did God give him? He gave him his presence. He anointed him. Amen. That anointing brought people to him. That anointing brought the palace to him. That anointing brought wealth to him. Amen. So the blessing God gives has the potential to bring forth the destiny that is on your life. So focus on that. Rather than running after other things on the external, run after God. Amen. Make sure that you're connected with God. Make sure you're connected with the word of God. Make sure you're connected with the people of God. Make sure you're connected with the purpose of God. Make sure you're connected with the power of God. Amen. Be connected with God. Stay connected. See, that's our battle. You know, the good fight of our faith is the fight to stay connected with God, to stay connected with God's people, to stay connected with the purposes of God. You got to fight that battle in this world. Amen. And when you fight that battle, God will fight the other battles on your behalf. Now the enemy works through lies and deceptions and to keep us from understanding what God has already given to us. He wants to keep that a secret. He wants to blind you from what already God has given us. See all these blessings God has given us. Now enemy wants to keep you in the dark. He wants to deceive you. Now we can have all the blessings but if we live in ignorance we don't benefit anything. Amen. You can have all the blessings of God. But today, if you are living in ignorance, if you are looking at only what you see, if you are looking at only your troubles and complaining, 
we cannot enjoy any of the benefits. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, 18 and 19, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Amen. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that the inner eyes might be opened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Number one, the hope of his calling. Number two, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Number three, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Amen. So God has got all these things in store for us. But Paul says he prays that, but you will know it, that you may understand it, that your eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Amen. And I want to encourage us as I'm closing. You're already blessed. You're highly favored by God. You know, the worth of having the presence of God, having a reconciled relationship, the indwelling presence of God, you know, you cannot measure that in monetary terms. But let me encourage you. Can you live with that confidence? Can you talk and walk and move around knowing that you are loved by God, that you're already a blessed person? Now you've got to behave like a blessed person. You know, even before you actually materially, tangibly see those external things, you already have to know and live like a blessed man. A blessed lady, amen, a blessed student, a blessed person at work, amen. When you go to work, go as a blessed person, amen. When you come to church, come as a blessed man, amen. See, that's the confidence God wants us to walk in. And when you walk in that confidence, knowing you are a child of God, no devil in hell can touch you, amen. And you will continuously live in that blessings. Now, even though we live in a very dark world, still, we can experience the presence of God, Amen. It can come on your life. It can be over your family. You know, a thousand may fall at your left, ten thousand at your right, but it will not come near you. Amen. That's the word of God. That's the promise of God. Now you need to be in a place where you are connected and that's how God's blessings come into your life and then it will begin to flow. Amen. It will begin to overflow into other people's life. That's when Bible says you are the light. That people will begin to say, wow, I want to have what he has. I want to live like he lives. I want to have those testimonies that they have in their life. And all this is a result of the inward blessing that God has blessed us with. Amen. So can I pray with you? If you're going through difficult situations in your life, can I, can I just encourage you? You know, let's just stay connected with God. Make the decision today that you are going to come back to God. And you're going to stay connected with God. And if you're already connected with God, can I encourage you? Can you get one step deeper? Understand the value of being connected with God, being reconciled with God, having the indwelling presence of God in your life so that your life can continue to be blessed and you can be a blessing to other people. Let me pray with you. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we commit this time into your hands. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation that comes through your word. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the access that we have into this grace, into your presence, Lord, into your promises. Lord, into the power of God, to the power of God, Lord, that works mightily towards those who believe. Lord, I pray for the whole church. I pray that, Lord, you'll bless them, be with them, prosper them, and in every area of, your, of their life, Lord, let them experience your goodness. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to uh, thank you guys for having me, and Pastor Tim and Amy and the whole leadership team for giving me this opportunity. May God bless you.